Saturday, I declared the public health emergency of international concern over the global monkeypox outbreak. And the virus has spread to more than 4,500 confirmed or suspected cases across at least 40 countries. As a public health professional, I am very worried about what's unfolding because this has the possibility to become a new virus that circulates regularly. Maybe you've heard, but everything is not okay with our public health system. The WHO, as you just heard in that clip, just declared monkeypox as a global health emergency. The last time they did this was for COVID-19. Yes, monkeypox is not as transmittable as COVID-19 and doesn't pose the same threat to become a global pandemic, but cases are surging quickly in the United States. And we have to ask ourselves, how are we making the same mistakes again? Today, we sit with Dr. Dejarlet, a medical professional and one of the nation's top experts on the AIDS pandemic. He has advised the WHO, the US Center on Disease Control, sat on the President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief Task Force and the New York State Governor's Task Force. His work in the intersection of policy and medicine makes him the topmost expert on understanding the shortcomings of our country in dealing with outbreaks. Listen as we discuss the severity of monkeypox, the dangers of disinformation surrounding disease outbreaks, and what to expect as we embark on a new school year. Hi, my name is Hannah. And my name is Shreyas. Welcome to Everything's Not Okay. Um, if you just walk us through what got you interested in medicine in the first place, how you all led to NYU. Well, my parents always wanted me to become a physician. Uh, then I spent a year overseas at the University of the Philippines and got very interested in sociology, international development, and everything. And then I went and got a PhD in behavior in social psychology, uh, but with a specialization in psychoactive drug use. And uh, then I got a job as a research scientist at the New York State Substance Use Agency. And when AIDS first showed up among uh, people who uh, use drugs, uh, I started a lot of studies on that. And then I went from the state government to uh, employment at uh, medical schools. And I consider myself to be sort of a behavioral epidemiologist specializing in infectious disease and substance use. Psychology is a wonderful field to be in because you can influence the health of huge numbers of people as opposed to if I just gone into medicine, just treating individuals. As students, at least at, in, at NYU, we've received a lot of information regarding COVID, um, but we haven't really learned that much about monkeypox. So I think a lot of the general population is still confused on exactly what monkeypox is. So in your opinion, how does monkeypox compare to COVID and actually threatening a global pandemic? And why are so many people getting it if it's less transmissible than COVID? Well, it is much less transmissible than COVID. And it's transmitted primarily through prolonged skin to skin contact. It was named monkeypox because it was first discovered uh, in laboratory monkeys who uh, had been infected uh, 
by work in the laboratory. Uh, so that the name is a total misnomer. Monkeypox started spreading in high-income countries uh, right around Pride Month that had a lot of celebrations and parties and everything where uh, that sort of acted as super spreading events. It's inconceivable that it would cause a pandemic on the level that uh, COVID has, because you can transmit COVID just by breathing onto people. And uh, there's a slim possibility that there could be aerosol transmission of monkeypox, but it clearly is not the main way of transmitting it so that you uh, can, you know, sit, sit and stand within six feet of people. Uh, you don't have to worry about catching it from just breathing. You would really, to, to have a reasonable chance of catching it, you'd have to have skin-to-skin -skin contact for a prolonged period of time. If monkeypox had started spreading in, say, February, I think that there would have been a lot less transmission and we might have been able to get ahead of it. Uh, unfortunately, right now, we're, we're definitely behind the curve. To follow up on that, um, when we speak about containing uh, these viral diseases, especially on the front of messaging, messaging it out to people, what we saw after COVID was a huge amount of politicization in trusting doctors in listening to them and taking their advice, especially with the increase in anti-vaxxers. And I'm curious, do you run into these kinds of issues um, when, when you were working on AIDS pandemic and right now when uh, the world is focused on or the country is focused on monkeypox? Uh, yeah, we've seen stigmatization and miscommunication and disinformation about infectious diseases ever since they were first uh, discovered. But with uh, AIDS, and then in particularly with COVID, the amount of disinformation has really increased exponentially. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think everybody expects that we're going to see a huge amount of mis and disinformation for uh, monkeypox also. So you mentioned that during the AIDS pandemic, you saw a lot of misinformation. Um, equally, right now, there's kind of a stigmatization similar to the AIDS pandemic against specifically the LGBTQ community. So to that end, what do you think are some solutions to this response? And how can we improve education to mitigate stigmatization? We have a media system that profits off division and misinformation. Uh, and I think we're going to have to find some way of fixing that. Uh, it's certainly not going to be easy, but as long as people can make millions of dollars by spreading uh, outright lies, right. it'll be hard to do good public health and good politics. Mitigating stigmatization is very difficult to start with and it is particularly difficult if there are people spreading misinformation and making money off the misinformation. Uh, I think what we need to do is work with the LGBTQ plus community, uh, put resources in to do 
sort of self-education within that community. And then we need to have uh, the resources in terms of vaccines and treatment. And we also need to reassure the general public that monkeypox is relatively inefficient transmission, that there is no need for panic, uh, but there is a need for support of people who are at increased risk. But I think that part of the stigmatization and division comes from larger divisions in our society, uh, political divisions that are really breaking into sort of tribal uh, groups and that we need to figure some way of dealing with that problem uh, because problems like stigmatization and misinformation and attacking those that you perceive to be your enemies uh, are going to really continue at this extremely excessive level until we can find some ways of uh, becoming one country again. A lot of experts have said that the government has been kind of slow to react to monkeypox again. So what do you think that says about our general health system in America? And also, what would you say to students who don't really know what's going on? Um, what's important to know about this disease? I think starting, you could question whether we have a health system in America. Uh, we have some federal components, but most of public health is done at a state level so that you have states doing all sorts of different things. And that was very, very evident during COVID that you had some states uh, where the governor was being very strict on lockdowns and you have other states where the governor was sort of uh, encouraging anti-vaxxers. Uh, so we, we don't, in the U.S., we don't really have a unified public health system. And second, what we had was pretty much worn out by COVID. It was not well-prepared, well-funded, well-trained uh, before COVID. And then COVID exhausted a lot of the resources and human talent that it had. So we're uh, starting way behind for monkeypox. Uh, fortunately, we do have a pretty good knowledge of the disease and we do have effective vaccines and we do have uh, effective medications, though both of those are in short supply. And I wanted to ask you more about your experience when you were on a task force for the New York state governor, how difficult was it to get a cohesive federal response to the AIDS pandemic at the time? And what did that collaboration look like? Uh, I'd say for, for the first 10, 12 years, it was terrible. Wow. Uh, we knew, well, particularly in the field of people who use drugs and AIDS, we knew that syringe exchanges were effective by 1986 anyway. Uh, but then we had a federal law in 1988 forbidding federal funding and uh, it wasn't until 2014 or so that that was uh, 2012 that that was uh, repealed 
So we, because of the stigmatization of both gay men and uh, people who inject drugs, uh, we did not have uh, an effective federal level response up until really just a few years ago. Right. And then during during the pandemic and now we're basically seeing this similar, you know, miss locks that people aren't looking to each other and working with each other at a state to state level. What would you propose or what would you envision um, a better system would look like so that we're ready for the next serious something that could rival COVID level pandemic? Well, I think we, we would have to invest a tremendous amount of greater resources in public health. Uh, we would have to set up emergency funding so that you wouldn't have to uh, shift funding from existing programs into a new p- pandemic. You would have to have a global system for identification of new outbreaks and uh, sharing of data about the new outbreaks for uh, genetic analyses of, of new outbreaks for either a resurgent old disease or an emerging new one. Uh, we'd have to think really in terms of a global response because all diseases are now global. So moving forwards for students entering or embarking upon the new school year, what are some ways we can take more preventative measures? Yeah, well, some of the things like washing your hands frequently and such uh, and, you know, sneezing and coughing into your uh, arm or a handkerchief for both monkeypox and COVID and a whole bunch of other uh, infectious diseases. Uh, I think the big thing is don't panic that uh, monkeypox is not going to sweep the university in anywhere near the same degree that it did, uh, that COVID did. Uh, and then just sort of a be careful about whom you have prolonged skin-to-skin contact with. You know, you don't necessarily have to avoid hugging and kissing and uh, sex, but try to stay uh, careful and probably limit your number of partners.